Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Are you feeling a bit animated? Well, come on over to the Wicked Anime Podcast on the Nerdy Show Network, a bi-weekly podcast dedicated to animation, Japanese culture, and all things anime. With a true industry perspective, we're always diving deeper than school uniforms and tentacle monsters. Join us on the Wicked Anime Podcast, nerdyshow.com slash wicked anime. It's Wicked A! This podcast is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network, geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geek programming, visit nerdyshow.com. All right, guys, we're back. We have had a very eventful two weeks. Uh, after our last design episode, Doug and I went up to Asheville in uh, North Carolina to AVL Scarefist up S- Scarefist <laughs> to AVL. <laughs> That's Air- my next character name. Scarefist. Scarefist. AVL Scarefest up in Asheville. Uh, well, north of Asheville in Black Mountain. And it was good. It was a good time. It was just a little convention, close to 200 people. Ran a couple games. Played a couple games. Got some good feedback. Uh, Doug ran Ghostbusters and uh, had a great game. Mm-hmm. That I sat in on. I, I, I didn't play, but. You, you were like my moral support. Just Yeah. <laughs> Doug had never run it for strangers, so. Hooking up for the first time. It's always awkward after it's a long-term be- it's, relationship. It's, it's, well, it's, it's, it's better when you have a close friend sitting there watching. Yeah. No, I agree. Uh, but <laughs> From the closet. I, well, well, that's no, interesting. I joking. <laughs> well, that's interesting. The thing I want to hear the most, Doug, you played the game you've been yeah. making for several months. This version, yeah. Yeah. Please just, just, just tell yeah, me I, everything, you know, that, my dude. Point. I want to. I want, I want to, to hear everything, man. Doug played in both one shots that I ran. And what are your takeaways from from playing this game? And it's very much still in development. It's a lot of fun, but I don't know how how much of it was due to you making a really interesting scenario versus like the options that I had with the other players because I kind of wanted to see what the players did too. So like I kind of sat back and played more of a support class. The first time we played. I played a Savathian eel man named Eugene. <laughs> Into it. <laughs> who uh, was core ice and one step of command. And that was a pretty, that was, was a good. really good combo. Um, ice anything is just. Yeah, ice anything was. was and step one you know, command anything. Yeah. yeah. Really, yeah. It's, it, that's a really good combo. It was fun. I mean, there's lots of details about the different choices the players made each time, and I was reacting to it, and, you know, I don't know. And I don't know. It was really good. And then I when I was ready to make the second character i'm like okay well I, i've done that let's see what what can i do that's different and i was looking at all the things and i'm like yeah but i really had a lot of fun doing ice so i went core ice step one ice the second time around <laughs> as, a, as a gelt yeah as a as a gelt badger man and um it it was really good like i i was i was the first almost time was, worried i designed it for for between uh four to six people yeah and the second game we had three people yeah and they knocked it out of the park I, I almost felt overpowered, like not to the point where I was really worried, but like I was worried I was about to be worried because anytime I was attacking anything, it was like 
I feel like I have so many options. Like I could throw an ice spear through a nice javelin through this bad guy, or I could literally freeze him in the spot and get some of his friends behind him. Uh, when you add command into that, it was like someone else can take the shot for me. It was like there was a lot of great options, and it it, it reminded me of playing D anD D, except all of the starting abilities were way more powerful and interesting. Um, I don't know. It just it it, it unlocked parts of my brain where I'm like, oh man. I knew in theory that when you link these things together, you can get interesting combinations for characters. But when you put it into practice, it was like, oh, no, you really can like really yeah. mix it up and do something crazy. So I'm like really looking forward to playing again. And just I would just pick two fucking things at random from now on. I just want to see. I'm just going to take, you know, what? I'm going to do roll the dice randomly. What did I get? Core. What did I get? Oh, fire. OK. Well, uh, zealotry. Great. Perfect. You know, I don't I just want to see where it goes, because not only are the abilities that you get with your with your with your core in your first step in weird ways they work together in a way that you may not even really realize but then you realize everybody has that with their own character so now you are working with the other characters in weird ways mm-hmm. so you can make really weird machines yeah like these weird Rube Goldberg machines where it's just like both times we had um so I, I at first I was Eelban which was you know Ice and Command and we had a Krex uh, the first time around, I forget which classes he did. I think he did Scoundrel. It was Double Marksman. Was, oh yeah, first time was Double Marksman. Yeah, and uh, and then we had a oh, was it Gelt Fire Ice Fire. I would have loved Fire to see Ice. that. Yeah, it was, it was that otter, was really good. It was an Otter Fire Ice. And then we had the Guff, who was Decay Radiance. Or, yeah, Decay and Radiance. Yeah, Decay Core Radiance Step One. And that was so wait, like wait, wait, wait. You had a Fire Ice and Decay Radiance. Yep. Yeah. Two, then, like two for Yin and Yang. Yeah. Yep. And Decay characters. Radiance was like ah, oh, life and death <laughs> in my hands and. That, so that was a really fun, interesting thing. And then the second time we had another Crex who was was he scoundrel, scoundrel, core scoundrel, step one marksman. So yeah, and then so even when you had marksman, marksman for one Crex, scoundrel marksman, still Crex. You're thinking, well, how different is that what, really? One was a and condor they, who liked to eat people, and the other one was a uh, crow. They couldn't have been more different in the way they played. It was crazy, and there I was only it. and there was only it. one step different between them. So seeing that and bouncing off of that, I don't know. It, it was very exciting at the potential for all the crazy combinations, and it made me want to think like, oh man, I almost want to reward players down the line for picking two things that don't really jive well at first, and be like, well, if you keep going with these two, eventually you get something. I don't yeah. know, but it was, I don't know. I, I had a ton of fun and want to play again and just go nuts with yeah. character creation. How did you feel about? momentum and the practical application of it i only used it a couple of times yeah uh, i don't i don't think one shots are really but i'm saying to see that work yeah we didn't have momentum the last play test so this is doug's first sure sure i actually never failed with a momentum roll so i didn't get to suffer from it yeah um i always succeeded and it did really well in fact, one time I spent momentum and I critted, so then I I got that momentum point back, and it was fucking sweet. But there was a couple. Of, there was a, one player who was very unlucky who would keep spending momentum and kept failing. Who had these epic failures. So um, I think in more of a long term campaign where everyone knows each other a bit more, and then some people having epic fails and stuff, having it carry over from episode to episode or story to story or session to session, however you want to word it. Um, I don't know. It feels great, and I'm I'm really I'm really familiar with the Ghostbusters brownie point system, so I'm already kind of familiar yeah. with the potential <laughs> of it. But um, it felt riskier in a way because even if you don't critically fail, but you just fail normally. So I I liked that balance of it where you really had to weigh whether you wanted to spend it. Or not. Oh, I I had my first failure. And oh yeah, no, we had it, a bunch of failures. It sucked. <laughs> I had my first momentum failure. 
Not fun. Um, <laughs> but I also like it because having critical failures be just as common as critical successes. Sometimes critical failures are way worse depending on who you are and yeah. what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So it it's not that it balances it out. It just takes away that, that knocking that wind out of your sails. Well, if it's an important moment where you're like, oh my god, our building is on fire yeah. and I can't jump to the next building rooftop safely, but there's a tight, there's a clothing line, I'm going to have to tightrope walk that. And you're like, I'm going to spend some momentum on that. And yeah. you still fail that? Like, you've made a fucking mistake, dude. Like, but it is, it should be, it, it shouldn't just be, I'm going to spend momentum so, I should, so I'm going to succeed. It should be, alright guys, I don't know how it's going to go. I'm going to yeah. chance it. Right. I'm going to chance right. it. Like, it's got to be exciting. Yeah. But it will feel like, even if you don't express it as a player, that emotion, making that choice at the table feels that way. Exactly. And the the players we were playing with seemed to enjoy the character and what they were doing, um, but they didn't feel comfortable with the idea that, like, I'm about to spend momentum, so here's how this goes down. You know, like, yeah. like kind of narrating themselves. I'm not sure how to... Maybe we can put examples or whatever of ways that people would describe but I don't want to dictate how people should play in that way. I, I mean, they still I, seem to have fun. They, I don't think they understood that momentum was a a chance for them to influence the story of the scene. To As, shine, yeah. Yeah, they, they thought more of like, it, they, they tend to focus more on, okay, my, my character is feeling this, he's really angry, so he really wants to hit him, and then whatever. And I'm like, and that is valid, but it's just, you, you have way more wiggle room for what I've you want to do. I've been in too many games where it's like, okay, well, my character says to the guard, I'm going to go over here. Well, your character has to say it, like... That's yeah, so much yeah. more interesting have, to me. I have middling, like if it's just like, hey, hey, we're gonna go over here. Dude. Like if it's very yeah, but pedestrian, I'm like, whatever. But if you're calling someone and you're like, I insult him, I'm like, yeah. no, I want that insult, dude. Give me, give me. That's I a very like, different. I almost feel like uh, the better way to approach it is to be like, okay, so what do you want to get across? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like so that way it gives them the opportunity if they want to go into it and be like, I want to be like this and this. Yeah, yeah but if, like, if, cool. if yeah, if you're a quiet, meek person who who isn't really clever in real life you should but you're play playing this game but you're playing a rogue who's like a badass who's han solo you should be safe and saying i want to say something really clever and like really try to win him over and maybe something really witty and then you roll the dice i think that's fine no, i think it yeah. is too because also if you break out of your shell yeah like the gm's job is to reward you with momentum yes. yeah if you do yeah. you know what i mean like that's part of it yeah I, I thought it went well we got some feedback one of the feedback is i think it's too hard to die and i don't disagree. I disagree in some cases, but I have to construct a scenario to make myself disagree, if that makes sense, because mm-hmm. of the system we've created. It seemed that dying wasn't as big of a risk because the next person who could help you, their turn was immediate before mm-hmm. you lost that five momentum. Yeah. Also, we don't have... If, only if you were close enough, though. Yeah, but everybody was. Yeah. And and I think it's likely that that will be true given the way that encounter design tends to work. I mean, splitting the party is generally frowned upon uh-huh. in these kind of games, with the exception of something like... Uh, well, we split the party in Call of Cthulhu, but I was very much against it. <laughs> and, and for good reason, oh, really? apparently. really? I wonder why. Yeah, and I almost got fucking killed. Um, so <laughs> another problem we have is that we don't have a rule for what happens to you if you fall. Like, say you're on fire. Uh-huh. You, you get to zero HP, you fall down. What's that fire doing to you? Gotta be losing momentum. Yeah. Still still burning you in theory. Right. Are you able to roll? N- not if you're no, unconscious. No, not if you're unconscious. You Somebody can roll hit. you. I do want to just mm-hmm. rebuttal the it's too hard to die. So you're doing a beginner level encounter yeah I, I i don't want death at to be at your door like i don't want death to be at your doorstep immediately in your first encounter as you're figuring out what i think is a more complex mechanical character than a Might lot be. of other rpgs of level one we're like by by the third encounter or no it was even the second 
Mm-hmm. Like we had two people go down in a turn. Yep. From more than half health in a single turn. Well, well I'm not. I'm not proposing increasing the difficulty. I'll I'll, I'll explain in a right. moment. But but yeah, the I think also you might be in a minority uh, there with with the, you don't want people to die that quickly. One of the most proud things about this convention that we went to is they had this giant wall of death. It was a a character graveyard. Yeah, and where they would have little tombstones and they would write for their characters. There must have been a hundred characters up there. By by the end of it, yeah. 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 And most of them died from an alligator death roll in the same same encounter. I disagree. You put... Yeah, no, but I'm just saying in any any other games, like, if you did that and you were making a video game and you were playtesting it and then you saw that the first thing the, the entire development team would go like, okay, so there's a thing there we now have to deal. Like that would Agreed. be something to fix, not to celebrate. I agree. I don't. I don't know if if the criticism was so much in general. It's it's too difficult to die. Rather, it was too easy to save somebody because people went down. Uh-huh. Yeah, they did. You know, and it's not, it's so it's and not it was, like it. W- I think I agree with him there. It, yeah. it was too easy to save somebody without healing. Yeah, because like people people we were taking hits. So, yeah. you know, and one, we're, we're taking a good amount of hits. People did go down. I, and like I said earlier, I feel that so, a lot of the abilities for everybody at the table was more advanced than the first time I played D&D. Uh-huh. So you're feeling more powerful than normal. You're taking hits. Oh, you fall down. Ah, don't worry. The very Literally the next turn, someone's just going to pop you back up again. So I, I think maybe that's what it was. Like, it was too easy to save somebody. And since I was the one who actually saved a person who went down, they were down to three momentum. Yep, and if we and went, he, and he was one of the people who was like, it might be too easy to to live. He's like, because yeah. he thought he was dead. Yeah, and probably if you spent, because we we gave him fifteen momentum to start. Yeah, and he went down to three. Yeah, just from from being down. It, yeah, from, yeah, no, from spending yeah. it on abilities. Yeah, like I feel like if you if you spend twelve momentum across three encounters and you don't get, like, and that's you're earning momentum as this goes, uh-huh. and you're down to three by the end. You guys know that's dangerous like that is that's very no, right that's beyond dangerous that's terrifying like yeah yeah i mean I, was, I wouldn't want to get into a fight with three women i could be perfectly healthy he didn't and he, understand like yeah. oh shit yeah but he didn't go down and have three momentum he went down and stayed down for like a good round maybe two so it shipped did he? away that he long? did okay so i remember because he was like and you were like oh and he says oh and this how was long the healer yeah he was like how long uh, well how many how much momentum do i lose when i'm down for a round you're like five and he goes oh and then he that's when i glanced over at a sheet i'm like what are you and he's like three i'm like jeez so i had to run across the battlefield and do my best to try and get him up because he was the only healer in in that game and it was a des- it was a very desperate situation and i got lucky with my role that i was able to stabilize him and then he can get up and he just healed himself so, so you're just like countered your own point by saying you desperately had to run across the battlefield like that created yeah, a story that's moment. the thing from my point of view yeah. he was on fucking death's door and i barely saved him but from his point of view it was like well once he stood me up i healed myself and i was back to normal again mm-hmm. and i'm like from his point of view sure but it, it was still a tense moment so i think though what gets revealed is that we created these things with ongoing effects and then when people fell down they didn't do anything yeah mm-hmm. and i do feel like that is kludgy we need to yes. we need to have something representative and i was thinking what about instead of you losing momentum okay what if the moment you hit zero you fall unconscious uh-huh. and the damage you take additional once it equals your momentum score you die Ooh. so okay give us an example so maybe you take five damage per round you're also losing five momentum they are approaching you're, each other. You're not losing the momentum. 
just you have a you have a death score that goes up. Okay. Oh, and okay. Once once your momentum is zero and you've taken as much damage as momentum you have, you're out. I think that's elegant because that way when you get revived, you have the momentum back, but you can't spend it while you're down. So, right. so in other words, you don't lose any momentum just from being down. Right. You don't lose it. However, it's, it does. It's count. now it's your life bar, but it's not literally your life. Um, kind of. It, so, but every round it comes to your turn, you add five to that score. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. So, so I so it'll still happen. I get knocked down. Quick. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I, it doesn't change the death mechanic as, yeah. as as much, but you don't lose that momentum permanently because if you get up, like you kind of do want the story moments where you're like. Somebody woke me up. I'm going to spend fucking five momentum and just it, right, you know, try to right. save the but, day. Okay, what do you do when you fall down and you're not taking damage? You you, you add five to your score at the beginning of your turn okay, every so round. Then, so then you add the damage and five. Yes. Okay. So no, you take five extra damage at the start of your turn. So you're still at zero, but it adds to your score. Yeah. Yeah, it's your moment, your your death score. So, but it, but like, if you're on fire, you're taking five yeah. damage. You take five and then five in yep, one turn. Yep. Mm. Ooh, that's... All right. so, okay, okay, so just so I'm clear, let's say I have 15 momentum. Yes. yes. I'm at zero hit points, I go down. Yeah. If I'm not on fire and there's no effects around me, no one's attacking me, I have three rounds until I'm dead dead. Yes. Yes. Okay, but it, so with that same 15 points, if I'm taking five points of fire damage per round, and I'm losing five momentum points, but I'm not actually losing momentum, I have one round before I'm fucking basically dead. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I think that's good. Yeah. I think that makes sense. Uh-huh. So poison, fire, all that shit. Well, whatever, then, whatever it is. Whatever ongoing effect. If you land in you know, lava, acid, uh, anything. <laughs> you know yeah. what? I'm going to say if you're in six inches of water and you go down, yeah, you're just you're drowning now. Sorry, guy. Yeah, yeah. And I think I think drowning like fire. It yeah. adds a d6 every yeah. round. You know. So, so it's so it's a random amount of damage. Well, f- well, on go- so fire mm. and if you're standing in fire and if you if you're drowning, we can make a random damage with mm. adding d6s. But that's not that the we can come up with the mm. amount of damage later that specific to each. But just thing. the theory of it. Yeah. What if your player is wearing a snorkel? Ooh, man, <laughs> that's that... really good. Well, they're not what drowning. If, what if you're hard and your nose is just above, <laughs> like then above you're not, the you're not drowning. Yeah. I mean, like yeah. yeah. <laughs> Unless you land on your back. Wait, just oh, Savath- really good. Uh, Savathians. Breathe underwater, right? Yes. Okay. So no. And then they're immune to that. That's fine. Whatever. Or if you're a fire mage, you're immune to a certain amount of fire damage. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, that'll work too. Automatically, whatever it would be, that'll work too. But you're still taking that chip damage from just you know from just being being down. Yeah. 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 Here's another thing. We were doing a thing where we had somebody roll and add their endurance Uh to a roll to wake up. I that was really kludgy and dumb. So we're not doing. Imagine slapping them. Like, how about if you want to save somebody? You add their endurance to your role. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're the one who's dying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so so if you're trying to save somebody, what do you have to roll to get them to stop losing momentum? Fifteen? At least? Maybe twenty? I'm Ooh. gonna say if you, get a, you get a trauma you get no no, not natty twenty. But so so what skill am I using to I would say you would use your um it would be medicine, right? So mm-hmm. you would add your intelligence. Mm-hmm. And their endurance to it. I said let's try it at fifteen because I've twenty. Let's well, but twenty well, maybe too high. I, and actually, you could get a trauma kit that I, adds five to this. Yeah. How about this base fifteen? You have a trauma kit that can reduce that to make it you where you're an effective medic essentially. Yeah. But if you have an ongoing effect, you add five. And if you have multiple ongoing effects, you continue to add five. If you're poisoned and on fire, you're pretty much fucked. Yeah. Because if if I run over <laughs> to someone who's on fire. 
I have the med kit. It's like, what are you going to do? Yeah, I also you got to put, put him. You, you got to put him out. Yeah. Yeah. Because if I start treating you, I'm going to catch on fire. And, yeah. And if that's too harsh, then the next thing that we could do is you have to make two rolls. You have to put him out and then get yeah. him up. No, totally. Yeah, I think having the med kit should be useful. It should be important. I think it, if it adds plus five, let's say yeah. if, if that's, I'm, it's, that's big. If man, I'm a, a if, if I'm a if I'm a medic, all right, mm-hmm. and I've got a four intelligence. And then you you've got three endurance, all right. I'm adding seven to this roll. Yeah. If I have a med kit on top of that or trauma kit, we're calling mm-hmm. it. I add another five. I don't think twenty is out of like you. That's should, not ridiculous. And no. if it's my talent, I roll twice and use the higher result. Yeah. I think tw- if twenty is not out of. I just feel of, there's a lot of ifs there. It's no, not there, that there it's, is a lot of ifs. Yeah. It's yeah. That's the thing. It's not. It's not that you could easily build a character where fifteen is. If not a given, something you feel super comfortable with, but it wouldn't be hard to build a party where the highest intelligence person is two. Right. Well, and, and that's the thing. Like, do we want to worry about party balance? <laughs> and if I you're all stupid, do. then you deserve to die. It's, it's <laughs> I, I don't think we need to worry about party balance when it comes to things that are inherent in even classes that he'll do can do enough damage where if you have enough of them you're fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to do a, I want to do one shot where everybody's dumb. You you make, you make like six characters and everybody just keeps dying. You're just like, okay, a new guy runs in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what, um, what's going on here? You guys need help? <laughs> That's Kelton. He's an idiot. He's so much fun. Smart but, like a fox. Yeah, okay. but it's it's just the attachment of that mechanic and making it harsh puts a heavier influence on one of the stats that I felt that we've been pretty good with. M- generalizing them enough okay well how about this 15 to make them stop losing momentum yeah 20 to get up maybe 25 and they open their eyes they with one hp on one hand i think it should be hard okay so like because i think you can hit 15 is not unreasonable even for a bad group like you could do it you know without a medikit and you're not that smart and i'm uh-huh. running over it should be difficult not yeah. impossible but it should be difficult well you have two intelligence they have three endurance you have a 50-50 shot. Yeah, and you have no med kit. That sounds fine. To stabilize them. I think that. And you're not a medic? Yeah. And you have right. no med kit? Right. I think you got way worse than a 50-50 shot. <laughs> I think, yeah. I think. About 15 to make them stop, and then, yeah, this, and then yeah, 25. Yeah, that's to make them, that's to apply pressure and make them stop bleeding. Yeah, they stop losing yeah. momentum. But okay. what about 25 to make them get up and give them a movement? No movement. Ooh, no, no, that's just to too much, out. man. Maybe a thirty to give them a movement. Just no, something to be like. No. I think. I think anything. About, like it's not like you just like hit a button. They're healed to full. Like you no, know, hand them a sensu. Well, I just like <laughs> that we're doing. I don't want to say grimdark, but nitty gritty. Like you're not just relying on fairy magic to heal everyone. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. you have a. You've been in battles before. You kind of know how to stop everyone around you from dying. Like you're playing a fucking scholar. <laughs> so you know. No, what? no, no. Yeah. He's playing a shitty scholar yeah so like oh, but you <laughs> haven't been in battles before you were going into battle no my guy is only the only thing he knows how to do is battles his uncle paid each and every one of his professors to pass him <laughs> to, you know why <laughs> He's though a college quarterback <laughs> to get him out of the because he would Cause kill he's so him. annoying no he would kill his uncle because he's supposed to be in charge of their tribe but the uncle is smart enough to be like, like right of combat or whatever yeah he's an idiot let's get him out Going off on adventure so he doesn't kill us. All right, fair enough. But the, the okay. Yeah. Well, how about this then? Just so we have something testable, let's do fifteen to to stop yeah. momentum loss uh, and stabilize them. But you have to keep doing it. Yes. Ooh. And if what if you do it three times for three rounds in a row, you stabilize them, then they can get up with one nope. HP. Just, no, just I have to. You have no. to make the success. I think you stop them from from losing momentum for one turn if fifteen or higher. Yeah. On a twenty. They're they're good until they 
get up or you is at 20 you can walk away yeah at 20 you can walk away 25 they awaken with one hp but they don't get up and they don't do whatever well that's on their turn they can figure out what they want to do that seems good it allows for you to be confident that you're going to get the first one and still have an incentive to spend momentum to like really show up the the other cool thing is if you go over there and you stabilize them but you didn't like totally stabilize like Uh you have to stay there and the monsters are coming and you're in a desperate situation you have to figure out who who knows what they're doing? You know, like yeah. they have to come and relieve them. So like you saved them only long enough for the person who knows what they're doing yeah. to come over. That feels that feels you're good. a stopgap. Yeah. yeah, I actually like that better than what we started with. So fifteen to stabilize them for one turn. So at the start of their turn, they're not losing five momentum. Mm-hmm. Right, and it takes a full attack action to attempt this. Yes, like you've got to spend. Yeah, your you, you are you are not fighting if you're doing this. Yeah, exactly. Um, and if you get to twenty, you stabilize them for the whole scene. Twenty five, they wake up with one HP. Yeah. So they're knocked down, and we made it so that you could stand up as a move action and not provoke attacks of opportunity. Did we? Yeah, well, kind of. We didn't really get a solid... I thought that was only like a race feat. No, that, that's a that's a move you can do that will allow you to attack and move oh. and do it. So what's the rule on this? Maybe if you want to stand up without provoking, you have to spend your attack action? Maybe that's like an attack action yeah. to do it. okay. Okay. You can whip around, you can... Yeah, back but you, up, but, but you, it takes a lot more effort than just walking around. But you can't actually around. attack it. You have to sacrifice yeah. your attack action yeah. to stand up. Okay. I'm just imagining the worst scenario of, like, running in to save somebody who's surrounded, oh, and you're getting... trying to heal them while you're all getting beaten. That is exactly like... what happened in the play test that you did, where somebody got knocked down and you were being attacked by mages. Yeah. And, well, you had a crow on the roof getting sneak attacks, which is something we also need to talk about, yeah. how, how to maintain <laughs> sneak attack from a distance, which we have not yet done. Which, yeah, which he that's did. Impo- we, we, that's we, important. Came, we came up with some rules on the fly that were pretty good, but he always had it. But then again, it was his talent, and he had the maximum bonus you could have. And, and he, he made good arguments. Good arguments for everything. Uh, and was just doing double strike sneak attack constantly against against people. Mm-hmm. That is mopping distance. them up. Yeah, it was gross. That's how three people took down encounters. They, they took on two encounters at the same time because I wanted to turn it into a final encounter. You fall to zero HP. Yes. Immediately somebody go does a check and you awaken with one uh-huh does a condition persist dazed or something we should come up with a list of conditions as well roll for a random one that's always have some the, benign uh, ones yeah, have like, some like, a bro- ones. like a broken limb yeah that kind of thing yeah so so, so here, here's the thing how long in theory i know it can be very different in theory how long would one combat round be like in real time it's, it's always been six seconds yeah in in, in other uh in other systems so if someone takes an arrow and falls to zero HP and they and they fall down. That happens. So Liam sitting here, just thwomp, arrow to the heart. He fucking falls down. Uh-huh. Within six seconds, am I gonna go over, pull out the arrow, stabilize him, and I roll so well because of mag- magic rolling or whatever, I get him back up on his feet with one HP all within like in less than six seconds. So so picture it this way. Same argument. He gets hit with a an arrow and falls down. You see this in the same moment. You run over there and he's bleeding. You yank the arrow out. And you do something fast. Right. So the trauma kit might have, like... Whatever, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Like, just something to put on the wound real fast. So let's imagine, like, you're just putting pressure on the wound. Sure. That's it. Until it gets to his turn. Yes. And then whatever. Then he gets up. And we could have scalable trauma kits, too, right? Yeah, probably. And I, the the, re- the reason why I brought that up is because I'm trying to think time wise. Does it make s- the six second rule is bullshit? Yeah, it is it, because time it's, is elastic. Yeah. Sure, in, in sure. These, but uh, it, it, even ignoring the six second rule, let's say even if it's ten seconds, twenty seconds, literally the arrow hits him. 
how long realistically does me, the next person in turn, have to like run over there and and, I, and do this? I really think this is the point where you need to think of movies and books and even if the situation takes longer for the sake of gameplay and moving things mm-hmm. along it just happens what i'm really you're like this is boring right. stop it go right what i'm really asking is the literal next person can get lucky and immediately pull you uh-huh. back up again is that what makes it too easy is does it need i mean it would be stupid to say no one can heal him for one round that's that's in that's ridiculous but is it because if i got lucky with my role you're immediately basically back up again. I think so. I think that yeah. is the thing that, that reduces risk. I think that's the thing that makes it feel as though there's no consequence. But but how do we... Even even if the mechanic is the same, how do you make it feel like it's not that? That's why I'm saying add a condition. The moment they reach zero HP, they get a condition. Mm-hmm. What is the condition? Can't they, be broken bones because... Okay, you're out of the game for eight weeks. Well, not no. I mean, like you're you're in a dungeon. You, you, you know well, what I yeah. mean? You got a broken leg. Somebody's got to splint it. Like, okay, well, all right. Now you're I just not, have now your, you move you whatever move one movement. quarter speed yeah. or whatever. Yeah, and it's then time to. It's also. Did you ever play any AD and D games? No. You would spend months in dungeons, waiting whole days. Some spells took days to prepare, and mm-hmm. uh, I do have to say that made that game awful and really boring so let's jimmy loves it and we and we've already said that the magic doesn't heal bones right but then then when you look at when you look at something like dungeon crawl classics where they're like it's hard and you're gonna die and it has stuff like this that's what you love about it which which may not be our game i mean like that's you know well well, what couldn't there in Uh, theory i'd I'd much rather just have a character die than have a slow (laughs) limping existential nightmare like haven't seen the sun see, in a month I, that's I, I disagree that's i think so I would, f- like as a player i would love it like if my character has a broken leg now and i'm like all right no guys you you go on without me and they're like no you're coming with us and like try to find ways to be useful so think, that sounds great to me but I, I, I love that idea or, or, or couldn't we just make a ritual to heal your broken bone yeah, maybe or medicine. Like, like you don't just go woo, your bone is healed and it grows back like Harry Potter. I'm talking about like, okay, I'm gonna need the eye of an orc. <laughs> I'm gonna need the the spleen of a fucking or, or uh, like lizard you, man. You have to you have to get like a certain number of healed or leg bones. bones. Yeah, you and have then, to get a certain number. You like you have to find sacrifice three, something. You have to find three non damaged leg bones, the same size as yeah. the one. Yeah, like if you're in a dungeon and there's bones everywhere, you're like, all right, we have to find thigh bones we can't find an arm bone you can't find a head bone i need i need a leg bone that would be about his size i'm gonna pick take those three of them and like fallout repair style okay. i'm gonna fashion you know. you let's say you're in a dungeon you're fighting goblins right you're never gonna come across exactly it. it has to be yeah it has to be under the right circumstances you can't right. you couldn't do it in combat you probably can't do it in certain I, I locations i don't know i i love the idea of of these conditions that like if you have a whole party and everybody has these conditions now because they've fallen down multiple times, all, I, I think that sounds broken legs. <laughs> one, Everyone, one dude has two I've, broken legs. What the fuck is it's he like? They do? all owe, owe money to the mafia. <laughs> it just be, it just comes the it becomes the here's revenant the of the game. <laughs> yeah, here's the thing. I played Darkest Dungeon. That's where you derive fun out of it. But there is no other type of fun. Then that becomes the defining part of no, the game. Because I, I I feel like people go down relatively rarely in our system they they really do like um in in especially in our in our campaign we've the only people have only gone down what three times total yes there's been a total of three times we've done seven sessions against pretty difficult shit yeah 
I don't feel like it's unreasonable to have been like, your arm is broken or you now you have problem breathing. You've got respiratory yeah. issues until we can heal them. Like, I feel like that's like you have them for a week. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You know, at least make broken bones higher up on the list. Then. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe it's um, maybe it's progressive. Yeah, like uh, second you, time you, you get knocked down here, in a here, fight. Here's a question about magic: you can heal like flesh, but obviously you can't just like mend a broken bone. Like, what about regenerative properties? Like, let's say monster bites off my leg. Is is there a way magically to regrow that leg? You got to fashion a new leg, but I mean, like in theory, could you do could you do a ritual where you could regrow my leg? I think I think so. Yeah, and we'd like maybe you get but the wrong species, and it's just like you got a weird leg. Or if you fuck up at the roll, you fuck up the roll, and therefore now you have the leg of a of a guff. Yeah, <laughs> like, or or, the, or it's an arm. Yeah. Actually, yeah. actually, God, <laughs> that would be I, great. I think I think it almost always have to be a Harad one. Because that'd just be a natural property of the of the reptilian nature. It'd be, it'd be of it. easier. They'd be like, uh, they'd be like, I want, yeah. I want, I want my oh, my my guff leg back, and it's like, uh, you know, I understand, but you've only got. I could get you a rod. If, I was if just you thinking got, that's what you got the money for because yeah. they just grow. They what just do that. You got both your legs taken off, and you got Craig's legs, and then you could do blinding kick. <laughs> <laughs> you, you need you need wings to do that, man, or, or pseudo wings. The, the, and the reason I bring that up is because it's like if we're in a dungeon, say. And I've broken. Let's just, let's just say I've broken. I've broken both my legs. Let's just. Uh-huh. Say. At what point does it become easier to say, you know what? Cut off my legs, and we're going to regrow them from scratch. I, I think it should never be easier <sighs> yes. for you to grow a new one with magic. Right now, let's say you've gone through like a crazy ass dungeon, and there's all these corpses behind you. Yes. And and there's like pst, things that are magically powerful and stuff. You'd be like, let me just cut it off and grow you a new one. And we've got all the materials here. It's like fine. You've already actually done the work, <laughs> you know. Like yeah, yeah you could There's do it. Spare legs laying all over the place. But yeah, how exactly? Does a, your leg take up a slot if you want to keep it? Is that no. a full slot or is no. that? Oh, you mean like if you want to carry it around yeah. for some reason? Because you're not going to just throw your own leg away. Why not? I would throw it away. I would. No it's fucking broken. It it's not going to heal once you cut it off. I feel like if do you I keep toenail clippings, what's wrong? That's with not you? my leg. <laughs> It, they would. It would be functionally the same if at that have, point. You, you After have, a hurrah, dude, compound fracture in your leg, and they're like, "All right, we can cut it off, and we can give you a dead Savathian leg." And I'm like, "Do it," because there's no way I'm making it through this on this. And then it's like, "All right, I'm going to keep that compound fractured leg just in, because it's, it's like, your leg." 
<laughs> not anymore. But now not, this is my leg. It's not loot. <laughs> yeah. like, you guys yeah. are weird. Um, but the idea is like, it's weird. like, I think you like, would, I think you would eat it for power. Really. Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah. Cause at least you, that. Cause yeah. if you, if you compound fracture in my, in, in my leg, cut the leg off, get a leg that doesn't have a broken bone, cut it off, put it there. Now I'm just healing the meat, not the bone. Okay. So right, you're I can in, walk. Let's, you're I, in a cave. I do, I do want to get back to the mechanics though. Right, I'm, I'm just, really I'm just, I'm just saying, you're in a cave with your dirty ass battle axe and like, just cut it off, <laughs> cut it off and heal it. <laughs> what are the odds it's going to heal right? Like you're going to have some wonky ass leg. I don't know. Leg. That's why I'm asking. Cause it would be, I'm just saying the desperation of that, like the, yeah. uh, these extreme I, situations, like where does, where does the magic begin and end? How can I, it help? I, I think your leg would have to be like gangrenous and going to kill you for that to be the better option. Like or, it needs or to if be... it's like I need it now yeah. because otherwise we all die. Yeah. The the fucking Balrog is after us. Yeah. Or if you're just like a champion. But and... even if you regrew, it would just that would be weird for. A I'm not while. saying regrow. I'm saying you do a transplant. Yeah. I don't know. But that's that's a topic for another time. I just want to bring it up. That would be a hell of a momentum if you're a champion. You just just cut it off. Let's, so let's go. Not, let's not worry about how to cure these yet. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just let's talk about conditions. So what about every time you go down, you inc- if you are suffering from a condition. You gain a new, uh, it's, it's and you a go down again, different level of you, condition. D- you get you get a worse one, and yeah, then a worse one, and then a worse one. Maybe like broken so limb I, is like step three, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, or like or even two because it could be like concussion, bruised ribs, sprained ankle, respiratory problems, just yeah, basic collapsed stuff. lung, yeah, like, oh yeah, 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 allergies. Yeah. No. So maybe maybe just no. just and, like and with maybe, chaos dice, it's it's yeah. you got six options and you roll and see what happens. And Ooh. maybe one of them is you got off scot free. That ain't gonna happen a whole lot. Actually, with one in six, that's too good. That's too good of a shot. Yeah, no, I don't think there's a scot free. No, there's not a scot free. Hey, if you if you fall down like three you're times, you're done. You, you're fucking up. What about idle hands? Oh man, actually, <laughs> also this: if there's a fourth step, you're just dead. Your body's taken. T- you're in shock. You're I, done. I don't know. I feel like maybe maybe four steps is the max, and you're just like, now nah, you got two broken legs. <laughs> if <you're, laughs> if like, you get yeah. a if you get a necromancer's hand and you botch the thing, if the necromancer's hand just starts like having its own actions yeah <laughs> taking over like just doing its own thing maybe maybe like you get so close to death you get possessed by something yeah something. you're open oh, that could be fun shit, yeah, yeah. I, I just picturing like someone who's getting the shit beat out of them so bad like you become indiana jones after he was dragged behind the truck or yeah. john yeah. mcclain like after he walks over the glass you know or he's at the end he's stumbling out like what kind of ongoing thing can you build you know instead of just all right collapse lung broken leg you know whatever maybe something like uh internal bleeding at the beginning of your turn every turn you take one damage something like that would be like a good first starting one or dazed where maybe, where maybe, you that's take also way, like that's a way weirder i was thinking something minor that it would just be a not a damage like very purposely not a damage effect mm-hmm. but a functioning effect and then you would move to major functioning, and then you would move to damage, and then you would move to long-term permanent. Where you lose lose a limb, yeah, like your head. Um, so no, I was <laughs> Again, thinking that that is when you're just straight up dead. Yeah, you're I, done. I was thinking no, it's, uh, something where the scale is small and the scale gets larger. So like like you could have small internal hemorrhaging, like like I was saying, it's like one HP, or you could have like a respiratory issue where you can only move half your speed because mm-hmm. you'll run out of breath. And if you if you move more than half your speed, you can still attack, but you do half damage. I'm just thinking if uh, you're in the you come out of the dungeon with the, one of the characters' heads, ritualistically just in a I box. Say, I would say reduce dodge rather than damage because you could just give them back another box. Body. Like, don't worry, man. We got you. Right. We got your head. It'll be fine. Then you could have dazed, where you just take negative two to everything. Yeah, like you just yeah. everything's negative two. But then put a put a short time limit on all this stuff. Yeah, like the time limit is based on your endurance. 
Well, I feel like it would be a medicine check. Yeah. Like people, people would uh, – the medicine check would be like at the end of the day, everybody can make – like somebody can make a medicine check to check you out and try to help you cope. And then it's gone after three days. Yeah. Or, depending uh, on what it is. Yeah, depending – I think well, that depending should, on that su- should, successful medicine checks. Yeah, sprained ankle. When you wake up the next day, you're mostly fine now. You had a good hearty rest. I don't think a sprained ankle is <laughs> ever they going to do that. You're no, right. I, oh, my sprained ankle. I, think, I can't go adventuring. I think I think that's if you're like, I want to attempt a jump roll, and I'm going to spend a momentum, and I failed. Like, you're like, oh, you sprain your ankle and fall down and take yeah, 1d6 yeah. HP. You were trying to walk <laughs> on your hands to entertain children. Oh, yeah, and now and now until the end of the scene, you move one, one space less, and it's nobody's, <laughs> nobody can make a check. It just like, puts yeah, yeah. anything for your ankle. Puts more emphasis on camping and everything like that. I think it's great. You actually yeah. have to stop and do things, and you have a bedroll. You're more comfortable. You have mm-hmm. you're a not better just, rest. Yeah. yeah, you're not laying on the ground. Yeah. So, so being da- so like okay, you get knocked down, but you get up again. They're never going to keep you down. God damn it, Doug. <laughs> Is there basically no effects at first? But if you get knocked down again, that's when you start feeling dazed. I think I think you need, you need a mild a mild yes. condition the first time you get knocked down. Yes, because there needs to be consequences, like a concussion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like concussion, which I think would be dazed, right? So we'll say concussed. Yeah, yeah, because it could have been like I was like, well, he hit me with a spell. It's like, yeah, well, you might have hit your head on the ground. Yeah, that, yeah, if yeah. you hit hard enough. Yeah. yeah, concussion, you can't rest, so you can't get a full rest. So what are my mild can. ones? Um, so concussed. Yeah. Then. Uh, shortness of breath yeah yeah if you've got a swollen face maybe you can't see like if your eyes are swollen shut like blind yeah. is blind is harsh man but it's not, i'm not, not saying not, blinded not blind but like your your blurry vision blurry vision, yeah. blurry vision but that's concussion symptom too yeah like that, a, that would that would disproportionately affect ranged characters yeah like an apocalypto when he cuts over yeah. the eye which is which is fine because some of these are going to disproportionately affect me like like oh, not true not being able to walk that far for a lot of range characters, that's all right. Okay, so we have concussed, shortness of breath, blurry vision. I would say, uh, or just he's even bleeding profusely, just like in our current uh, language, healing closes wounds, so it stops bleeding. Yeah, right. So, so like, say somebody hits you and, and you start bleeding, burning ray can stop the bleeding. Yeah, it'll right. like close wounds, but it's not going to do what medicine does. So maybe like a mild infection or something, where you you take minor damage. Yeah, yeah. that's also great because it's not a wound; it can't yeah. be closed up. Or like deep ache. You know, like that's achy joints, shingles. Oh, in- <laughs> I got cradle tap from a battle. Mesothelioma. <laughs> <laughs> if you know somebody <laughs> suffering <laughs> from mesothelioma, uh, what would you call it if your if your joints just ache, other than um, arthritis? Mm. Your bones are acting up. Your rheumatoid. There you go. Storms are brewing. <laughs> <laughs> Jaundice. Just joint. Yeah, just joint damage. Or wear and tear. I like wear and tear. Pulled yeah. muscles. I don't know. Yeah, pulled muscle. Pulled, pulled muscle does suck, and it sucks Charlie for a horse. while. So we'll say pulled muscle is you take 1d4 damage every time you move. No, just one damage. You take, yeah. you take one unmitigated damage every time you move. Because like, 1d4 is a dagger strike, and I pulled a muscle, and it hurts. What about getting the wind knocked out of you? That's shortness of breath. Shortness of yeah. breath. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's like because if you get the wind knocked out of you bad, you don't want to move anywhere. No. <laughs> so we got we got four. We got concussed, shortness of breath, blurry vision, pulled muscle. Maybe like gun shy, where you're you're just a little shaken. You know, like uh, from the experience of yeah. almost having died. Yeah. After after you go down like a fourth time, shell shocked. 
Yeah. Well, that, that's hmm. what would you call it if you if you they used to call it battle fatigue. And, yeah, well, uh, that PTSD, but not PTSD, but like not post traumatic stress disorder, mm-hmm. but mid traumatic yeah, st- yeah. stress disorder, where you're where it just happened and you're like you, you like sudden sudden fear shaken, just shaken or panic. Um, yeah. eh, I think panic seems more frantic rather yeah. than cautious. Yeah, like you're gun shy. Yeah, yeah. shaken, and we just need one more. Where if you go down and you get back up. So are we going in like in, a, in an increasing order of like badness here of like okay no 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 these are all just one through six you roll one you get one. oh we're the random one okay okay yeah. okay um what are some injuries we've had in real life how about hallucinations <sighs> one out of six seems a little high for hallucinations that's, yeah that seems that seems deeper down the line auditory hallucinations maybe I mean like it would be a cool story moment if. In theory, it'd be a cool story moment. Someone gets hit so hard, and they they they're getting up after another time, and they see hallucination. Tell me what your hallucination is. It's like I see my my dead spouse, and they're saying, "Sure, get up again. You can do it." Like yeah. that's cool story wise, but I, I, to have that like to have theory, that at step one it happens to everybody. Huge. Yeah, every, like suddenly everybody's hallucinating. It's like, what's in this dungeon? <laughs> Water on the knee. Paranoia, <laughs> paranoia, where you can't gain the benefit of. What's, ally effects other than healing i was gonna say what's something that's in world like the uh decay or something like a touch of death something that like but that's but this but that's, is, this that's, is that's also weird yeah, yeah. If, one it's random and yeah it's not connected to what does it to you so that would be weird like true oh man i fell out of a tree and knocked myself unconscious yeah, suddenly suddenly you, i have touch of death yeah suddenly animals fear me <laughs> i think i, I think i, I fell like, out of an apple tree i think i kind of like the idea of paranoia where you can't benefit from from ally buffs you can just receive healing from them oh i would i would even say that they need now your ally needs to roll to hit you to heal you <laughs> slap you <laughs> i feel like that's a step two thing like, <laughs> that, that, <laughs> that is a, oh um i was gonna say suck. Yeah. i was gonna say eh, this might be too much too much but like a battlefield confusion where for a split second you think your ally is an enemy so that i like that but that's late that's further down the line because that could that could be multiple people's deaths yeah. yeah more than just like a small but thing. that also because that's so terrifying that needs to be or you need to be able to get out of that one okay say, pretty or, quickly or if it's simply like an automatic reaction so i come over and i heal liam and you you roll the dice and you got the one of whatever word and i just call lash it, out and you you just lash out with an arm and you, it's, it's just basic attack just not like magic not like whatever it's just a basic like punch attack if it lands it might do a punch but otherwise you know what i'm saying it's like a wild I, thrown punch i guess it, it just it isn't i i, I, I do it's, it's different it's different than just i'm blurry and i can't see oh i my leg i have speed it's right just, but i think those these are all consistent which right. is good for step one you yeah. fall down so the, and these all have different durations as yeah. well so it, you, what you don't want, I think, of all of these is to be concussed because yes. that'll have a long, probably the longest duration of any of these. Mm-hmm. So we've got concussed, shortness of breath, blurry vision, pulled muscles, shaken, and paranoia. I think concussed is going to be it's terrible. If if you fall down again while you're concussed, like it's going to be you're, that's, you're that's more awful. at risk. You're more at risk <laughs> yeah. for a longer well, period of time. Uh-huh. So you're going to say the thing is so the, the duration of a concussion is huge, but it directly affecting you to that amount isn't right so so this is just the table of things we roll on for the first time you go down yes so the second one okay then we'll save we can save we a can wild save punch. that for next time yeah, yeah so so i just want to do the step ones we'll play around with our new changes to death and dying yeah. and the new conditions that we added uh could step three be like amnesia that's a good one dude yeah. that's not a bad one i like and that fact, one a lot i love the idea that you have to do something crazy to get rid of that and yeah. that's when you can see the hallucination we can do or, step three's hallucinations amnesia. Yeah. Well, 
that that's almost not a bad idea. I, I feel like broken limbs a good one for that. Bro- one too. Yeah, yeah, broken limbs a good one. But or even adding in one or two ones that have long term story affecting things, but don't really affect gameplay is fun to kind of offset how fucking terrifying breaking yeah, a limb yeah. is going to goddamn yeah. be. Because your strength, your endurance would not be affected by amnesia, but your, you know, your ability to interact with anyone yeah. and yeah, get anything you, done immediately afterwards. you get afterwards. knocked down three times, those should be big story moments. Yes. So breaking a limb, hallucinating, attacking your own amnesia. allies, amnesia, yeah. these are big story moments. All right, so I'm just going to leave it at those three because we got other stuff to talk about. So, okay, new topic. Yes. Is Burning Ray too powerful? Maybe. Should it be a die four instead of a die six? Or a D12. It felt, it didn't feel overpowered. It, it seems like to me, okay, and, and Poole's playing somebody with Burning Ray right now. Yes. The both one shots we ran at AVL Scarefest, it seemed like Burning Ray was obligatory. They had to use it constantly. Yeah. Uh, cur- how- currently, how many dice for Burning Ray? 1D6. 1D6. And you're talking about taking it to 1d4? Yes. Mm. It doesn't seem like that big of a difference. I also it's feel like... pretty bad. I know. pretty big well, damage here, per turn you can take and then be stocked up on. I am doing a thing now in encounter design. I want to talk about that for a moment. Where I think the real key to providing the feeling of regression isn't just by increasing enemy hit points but it's damage i know that seems obvious but what can happen when you increase uh enemy hit points is that combat takes longer Longer, yeah Yeah. when you get into five rounds now you're starting to get into long combat territory right so i feel like maybe try to design for average damage to around five rounds unless it's a boss encounter can go a little bit longer Mm -hmm. but you don't want it dragging and there were parts during the howard's encounter that i thought "Mm, this might be taking too long with with five people and fighting two enemies Mm -hmm. i upped their damage which I thought was appropriate, but they rolled like shit for a while. Yeah. As you gain HP, I feel like their damage should be increased by that much at the same time. So you can go back to this simpler monsters and you have simpler encounters and you will notice how powerful you've become. Mm-hmm. But when you fight somebody difficult, it's like, oh shit, like they're... They hit. Yeah, they hit yeah. hard. Like we got to, we really got to bring it together. Well, that really works because there's the only progression that we've had in characters is damage and HP. Yes. Which I think is good. Yeah, it's fine right now. I don't really... Well, and, and number of abilities and how they work and stuff like that. Yeah, but that's... It's just... That's harder to define. Sure. Didn't we say... For, for Burning Ray, didn't we just say that maybe you start with a D4, but then you take it the next step and it becomes a D6? Maybe. See, I like... I, uh, well, the whole thing I'm is... I'm about to ramp up damage for enemies in our campaign. Healing's got to scale with that damage, though. It will. So do we start it at a D4 and then at step four it goes up? And maybe at step four... It becomes a D6. It becomes I, a D6. But is that good enough at step no. four? I don't think so. I don't, yeah. All right, let's 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 leave it as it is because it's very good. But I do feel bad yeah. that the healer feels like that's the only thing they can do. Yeah. There's also a situation. There's been at least three situations where if it wasn't as good as we were, the, the random chance of, of just getting hit twice in a row mm-hmm. and not having that, everyone but Kelton would be, could be two-shotted pretty easily so what's the what about an alternative ability because the only thing we've got right now is prayer strike yeah as an alternative way to heal people it's not the question of is healing ray too good but are the other options too poor that's probably true and there's only one because prayer strike has the potential to be super good it could be way better than than burning ray if you use it and then spend a daily yeah however because you're one thing behind it feels less immediate yeah this is probably too good what if prayer strike was a feature where 
half of the damage you deal every turn goes to that one character. That's way too good. It's way too good. You can you can build a monster if yeah. you go to a damaging class. And then why would you why would you play anything else? Yeah, why would you not play uh, something that heals and then you build your max damage machine? Yeah. Okay, so that is too good. So how do we hmm could you use that for like life steal to where what you I mean, damage an enemy, you could Well, you get back the HP that you deal and then the damage that you deal uh, get split in half and, and split between two allies. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's how it works. But more of a, like a like Which building is solid. up, mm-hmm. you know, building up life steal and then able to burst that out. Mm-hmm. So kind of storing the life steal. Mm, maybe because if you do enough damage and then you're like shooting that off into your party. Well, it, but but it's also a situation where the only thing that heals at all is decay with life steal. So yes. you have three in total healing abilities through well, no, all paths. Well, oh. Two, no, that's not true. There's there's other abilities that heal. Uh, Are they in Radiance and Zealotry? Per scene, yeah. Who has the vampiric one? Decay. Decay. Yeah. But I mean, there's a racial feature, right? Ashwin. Ashwin, yeah. yeah the vampiric oh, okay. heritage. Mm-hmm. Maybe it has to scale somewhere, somewhere else. Maybe just a, a whole new ability. Yeah. Well, if you go core Radiance, there's another healing ability. Yeah. That nobody has ever picked. As well as Martyr. So this isn't even for the core... This is what was a step one. Is a step one ability step we're talking one, about? Yeah, maybe it's just if it's a step one and you're not doing core, maybe taking it down to a D four is fine. Mm, because maybe. if you because if you take core and then step one, you should be rewarded for doing that. Here's here's the thing. This might illustrate that it might be overpowered. Let's say we all make our characters and we all agree that we're all going to go step one radiance, radiance. Right? Yep. Mm. We all going to do it, and then. Um, that's fine. We'll build up the momentum, take the step down the next thing we want, but that's it. Step one, Radiance. That mm-hmm. way, every turn, we're going to heal each other yeah. yep. if we if we have to. I feel like... But that's a choice you're making. There's, there's, yeah. also, there's also a direct counter to that, which is armored targets. You can just start throwing armored targets at them, and that's going to be not very effective very quickly. I don't know. I don't think, it, I don't think it'll change anything about its effectiveness because they I They won't be able to damage, like... Well, they, the Burning Ray won't. Yeah. But... But I'm core scoundrel. I'm still right. going to sneak everyone's attack. Get, everyone's going to keep everybody up. That's the thing. Like every everyone, if everyone's able to heal everyone. But then again, I mean, this has always been the problem in RPGs. We all know that a team of clerics and D&D awesome. would, would roll everything it came across. And, and if you don't make the healing class appealing enough, someone's just going to make a damage monster because yeah. that's it feels and I, better. And the reason why you went with D six, I think, was because you wanted to make them feel like they were making a big difference. They wanted yeah. to make them feel like they were doing something. Okay, so then let's leave it for now. And let's think about how it scales with the increases to enemy damage and when it should increase. Because maybe maybe it being too powerful... At step one is not that big of a deal. Yeah, when you at character creation is not that big of a deal. But, you know, if, if I've gone five steps and then I dip into Radiance, maybe Healing Ray is just like... It's, you move up, it's barely up doing anything anymore. A D6 to a D8. Yeah, but now I'm I'm at step one Radiance. Right. Yeah. You no. know what I mean? And, and I'm, you know, step eight. Uh, champion, and I want step one radiance. Is, is that pissing in the wind when I cast it? It mm. might be. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, yeah. So maybe, maybe it is fine. Uh, all right. Well, well, we'll leave it. But I like that it's brought up. We can think about this yeah. during gameplay. The decay shadow ability. It mm-hmm. can provide the upper hand, but if it can't attack, is that as useful as we want it to be? Given our new changes to upper hand, because it's only providing it to somebody else. Because here's the benefit of the upper hand. Let's say I'm the tank. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm the only person in combat with the bad guy. Yeah. And I put the shadow behind the bad guy. The bad guy has no reason to attack the shadow. True. So what well, benefit would I get well, from did, having the Well, didn't we say that it wasn't even that they 
that they want to attack a shadow as much as they feel a presence behind them and they think they're flanked. But even then, what difference does it make? Because the only benefit that I get from having the upper hand is if they do something that doesn't include me, I get to attack them. Mm -hmm. But why would they? I still don't want it to attack, but maybe just have opportunity attacks. What if... I was going to say, what if it does malediction damage? But then again, you have to be core decay yes, for that to for matter. That to work. Mm -hmm. Could it debuff them or something? Maybe. Yeah, maybe maybe an opportunity attack that does something else. Yeah. Maybe a distraction. Yeah. You could say a shadow falls over them, and suddenly they're like, oh, well, and then, you know. You know what? Maybe it, just, it does an opportunity attack. It rolls with your stats, mm -hmm. and it just does a die six plus your intelligence. That's it. Yeah, not crazy. Yeah, but better than nothing. You can have it attack. It has zero HP. So the moment it takes a hit, it's gone. It's gone. But you can have it walk out there, and uh, yeah, I feel like that's fine. That's that's fine because in one turn, if you're close enough, you can always get it to where you want it to be. Yeah. So does it have a turn? I can't remember. What it's we your said. turn. It's your turn. It's your turn. I was going to say. Yeah, you could spend your move action to move it. You can spend your attack action to attack. If it had it. a turn and you could switch places with it, that would be. That's, then, that's late game. Yeah, yeah, that would be okay. So it gets it has a a melee attack that it, it tries with your bonuses. Yeah, it's using yeah. your decks and and it does a d six plus your intelligence. All right, ability we gave champions to uh, spend their move action with piercing weapons to increase their range by one. I said mm -hmm. it was flange. As I could remember the term I was thinking was flinch. Mm -hmm. But that's actually not even what that is. That's a running attack. Okay. So it's the closest thing I could think of. With the shadow. So what? what is the idea now? The shadow actually does do an attack? It can do a melee attack. It attacks with your dex bonus. And it does a d6 plus your intelligence as damage. Instead of it being swinging a punch or doing a T1000 stabby arm, what if, if you want your shadow to do damage, you have to explode it? So in other words, you send the shadow out, but when you're ready, oh shit, I need to do some damage... You do the damage, but the damage cancels it out. So, in other words, like it'll do it the would, damage, but then it's gone, and you have that, to cast it that again. That would never. That is not going to be more effective than the ranged attack of someone already that far down. You would in never that path. You would never choose for it to do damage outside of a specific situation where you couldn't see it. I'm saying the value of the damage is the same, but just the idea of once you do that, that's a sacrifice. And if you want, it's not going to still be standing there the, after the, it doesn't attack. What we're saying is that you would never do that. Um, that would never come up. Yeah, you wouldn't choose to spend your attack action to do that when you could just hit it with something else. That would do more damage, and you would still be able to provide the upper hand to to friends. You would never use that to attack. All you I use. So, so I see what you're saying because the whole idea is just that if you hit it with a simple melee attack from behind, is gone. That's. But it's still there, though. The shadow is still there I because know. it's providing. Yeah, I think so. Oh, if it if it hits, yeah. But yeah. if you hit it, yeah, it right, right, right. Just yeah. because the idea is that if it hits you, and then suddenly the the. The villain is like, what the fuck? And then it turns, and that's what's presenting the real bonus that, that you're not getting from just attacking from a ranged attack? Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, I made I made some changes to the step three stuff that we did, uh -huh. and we're going to have to go into further, just round out step three uh, later, because I found some, just some small issues. Command, our battle cry ability, where it gave people bonus, uh, changed it to delegate, which is a, now a swift, it's a swift action. You give your composure to a single ally, to their damage or a single skill check until the start of your next turn. Once per scene, you grant it to everybody. Okay. That is dope. So before it was, you just do it and everybody gets it who can see yeah. you. And now it's one person on your turn until the start of your next turn. And once per scene, you can do that thing. And we don't have a feature for that one. Is I'm that not sure if we need, if we need a feature for the ones we don't have features for, uh, because that one's pretty good. 
but it's not as good as Shadow. You no, know, not even close. <laughs> nah. So, so we'll need to we'll need to do some more stuff. Is any uh, yes champion as good as Shadow? Uh, Decay Shadow. Change it to Shadow Servant. But a different name would be cooler. Um, and swapping places is now a move action once per scene. That works. Doesn't have a feature, which I don't think it needs one. It's, pre- it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, fire flaming orbs. Maximum range is 20 spaces. You can move as many of them as you like, but you split your move action an- among them. Mm-hmm. Should we change it so that you can create a number of them equal to your composure? So that you can... So if you only have one composure, you can create one. Yeah. That sounds... That seems reasonable. Yeah, because... Only, all those are so only, much cooler. My only problem with that is, as a fire mage, if you're core, you're going to dump strength. That's the only thing that makes sense. You could have three, you know, three, two, one, uh-huh. intelligence, composure, strength, and through racial abilities or whatever. Because creating two fire orbs is still really good. Yeah. Like, so I, I was not anywhere close to shadow. Like, that's so far I away know. from shadow, though. You think so? Because on yeah. your turn... You can hit somebody with all three of them. Yeah. <laughs> like, from, from anywhere within. If, yeah. if, you, if you have three composure, which is going to require you to either sacrifice strength or intelligence. Yes. So you're going to not, you're going to hit considerably, like not considerably less, but 5% less mm-hmm. and for two less damage. I don't hate it, but maybe we can give them a feature. I, I, I like the idea that it could be equal to your composure only because you could increase it over time. That's fun. You know what I mean? Like, you could get up to five composure of five orbs. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Like, mm-hmm. so maybe it can start off lower because, and then you decide when it gets better, that kind of thing. You can decide, oh, I want to put through one in composure, get an extra orb. Or even can be a feature later. Maybe. That's like, well, like one of the late game features because you'd be like, hey, you get these three bonuses to things you already have. They just get minorly better. I'm thinking that might be something we do with step four. Yeah. So these are just the revisions I did to it. We need to go back through and boost up things that aren't good enough and maybe nerf yeah. things that are too good. Yeah. And, and um, command and just Citadel are ones. Granting one. is So ice sculpture, once per turn, you may create an object your size or smaller without any moving parts that you know the precise shape of. You may create a maximum number of these objects equal to your composure. Mm-hmm. These objects are visibly made of ice, but are as durable as their non-ice equivalents. If you fall unconscious, they persist until the end of your next turn. Okay. Before shattering. And you may shatter one as a swift action. Yeah. Okay. And uh, That's super useful, actually. (laughs) It's very useful, right? There's no damage. There's nothing like that. But you're like, you could think of great ways to use it. Oh, oh, but also just a lot of situations where like, oh, I made an axe. Something that isn't my friend picked up that axe. No, you don't. Yeah. Or ice dagger in the chest. Now it shatters. Prop a door open with it. Have yeah, it and then have it close. That kind of stuff. Very cool. Marksman, uh, bank shot. Have it as if there is a hard surface in range, you may fire at it to force your projectile to change direction to hit a target. For each bounce, the weapon or ability's damage is reduced by one die size. If it would be re- reduced below one d4, it does no damage. The projectile can only move a maximum number of spaces equal to its normal range. So if you're firing, so I was thinking, is this unfair? Did you that make somebody, any change to that? Well, it, it, it's the language is more concise. Can, okay. So I feel like if you're firing a strongbow and you have, you put two in strength to be able to fire this thing, and you do a D12. It's not dumb that you'd be able to bounce it off more things. No. And no, we don't have a feature for that one yet. Radiance cleansing light. You remove one magical effect from a creature. This can also be used to purify food and drink. No changes for that. That one's really good. It needs something to boost. Yeah. Radiance uh, more than that though. And Scoundrel Traps chains to Trapper, in quotes. And it's I like a, that. And it's a feature, not an ability. 
So you gain the ability to create traps as an attack action as long as you're carrying the appropriate materials. In combat, you may spend an attack action to create a simple trap that deals 1d6 of damage or one that trips an enemy when they step on it. Additionally, traps created out of combat may store one at-will or per-scene non-targeted spell if intentionally cast to do so. When trap is triggered, the caster of the spell makes the associated roll. Each trap takes up a single slot, and it requires a move action to make a sleight of hand check to place them discreetly. God, I want to put Fire Blast in that so bad. <laughs> Fuck that dude. Flaming Pillar. <laughs> oh yeah, that's not target. I think that's a target. It is a target. Yeah. Maybe we're moving non-targeted. They have to step on it and it attacks them. It doesn't matter. <laughs> they step and the star just goes. That's a daily. That definitely, yeah. definitely don't do that. That would yeah. be awful. At will or per scene. Okay, so let's let's take away non-targeted. I could give it back to you because I, because the target it's it's on the space that they yeah. step on. And uh, maybe say attack. no. Maybe yeah, exactly. say no rays because that's a single. It's a single space targeted though. Um. Yeah. No. I I think it's. Let's let's play around with it. All right. It's kind of cool to for him to drop a like for for Nesbit if he ever goes yeah. scoundrel to drop a trap and somebody steps on it and then you have to roll to see if your spell it just explodes, hits. Yeah. yeah, I think that's cool. Okay, and if it fails, Nesbit's like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, <laughs> your piece of shit spell, <laughs> your piece of shit trap. And we still need anything for zealotry. Mm-hmm. And we don't have anything, so that's where we are. That's the state of the union on, on this. It, was there anything you guys wanted to talk about? Uh, boats. Ship combat. Oh, I thought you really? just meant boats in general. Yeah. So, that, that was something that came up just theoretical while we were uh-huh. at the convention. Boats. How do they work? So here's a... Here's a <laughs> Displacement? This is something is. I've, been th- I've been talking a lot about is uh, ship combat. I'm playing it in Starfinder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it is its own game. Yes. Which means that it's not the game I wanted to play. <laughs> yeah. Right? And, and it's not a bad game. The mechanics are fine. It does work. Yeah. However... Since it's so focused on being in the ship and your role in the ship, you're no longer playing your character. Mm-hmm. The only times I've seen things like ship combat work in Dungeons and Dragons and well, this this mm-hmm. kind of style of game is almost when whoever is driving the ship is playing the ship game. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to steer the ship, somebody needs to be at the helm, and that person yeah. is moving the ship. But everybody else is literally their character on the ship, moving around, performing actions. Yeah, yeah. And medieval ship combat was. You know, kind of like Vikings slam into each other, and now it's a fighting platform. Like, yeah. you just create a battlefield, you slam into each other, and then you fight. Because whoever wins, wins. That's, that's we don't where have, we're at. We don't have cannons, and the maximum no. range of any spell right now is 50 feet. And 80 feet for an arrow? Yeah. So, yeah, you have to. Yeah, they got to get in really close. And you have probably, to. Yeah. Ship combat in our system, like, you could have siege weaponry on a ship, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because like, we don't have cannons, we don't have gunpowder, anything no. like that. Um, you could have siege weaponry on a ship, and it will still whoever's using it has to use their dexterity to try yeah. to hit with it and the ship maybe has hit points and that kind but of you thing. don't have 30 cannon launch really. no you don't have and also you want the whatever's happening on the ship to be its own little drama yeah you don't want to just be like okay now it's my turn for you know the gunner role on the ship it's like where where where's your character standing on the ship oh are you at the you know spot can, can i reach him with my spell go ahead and try that kind of thing oh if you could take out their rigging with a fire <laughs> That'd be dope. Yeah, yeah. I sails. Oh no! <laughs> screw that. Rogue star into a ship. Mm-hmm. Just... I feel like sh- okay. So send your shadow to their ship. But I feel like you try to send your shadow and just falls in the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't weigh anything. <laughs> well, no, but it doesn't. 
It, it, it's cast on things. Like, it'll just cast down into the water. God, the rogue teleport, though, onto another ship. Yeah. Surprise, motherfucker. Well, that's yeah. decay, actually. Oh, yeah. decay, sorry. But that's only four spaces. Yeah. The, I, the, the thing that we wanted to avoid with a sh- with ship combat is, roll to see if you hit the button. You didn't hit the button. You know, something that, yeah. we, that should oh, no, come naturally to you. That's stupid. If we can focus on the layout of the ship is important. Uh-huh. So, so what we're looking at when we're looking at our, at our battle mat is the ship and what you're doing. And the DM is describing what's happening with the other ship and how many of them there are. And you can maybe use like little representations. But positioning shouldn't be that big of a focus because we're in a magical thing. Everybody's a 360-degree cannon. That's mm-hmm. not that big of a deal. You being able to broadside somebody doesn't really mean that much in, yeah. in, in this world. But for future versions of this, in, uh, in, in a modern version or a sci-fi yeah. version. If you're going to use something that involves you shooting something at something else, it's just it's a ranged attack. And, and the weapon you are using has its own stats and attack. Yep. Ships have, have a certain amount of HP before they break. And that's... Yeah. I feel like it doesn't have to be any more complicated than that. We should it be focusing on, on it, the characters. But, it, but if there are... You've made a magical cannon in your homebrewed campaign, and now I run up to the magical cannon. Now I'm not running around on the ship anymore. That drama is gone. And now I'm just doing the cannon thing again. Disagree. I think that you're like, I want to use that magical cannon. He's like, okay, cool. You run up to it. All right, here's a card for what it can do. And you're like, cool, I'm going to try to operate it. And you're like, oh, okay, yeah. swing it around, and, and I'm, I'm going to shoot. It's like, okay, well, this ship is hard to hit because it's captain. It's a new spell. So it's it's maybe, almost like a new spell that you're getting. Like, here's maybe a card like that says the, what it the, is. The, the ship has a dodge rating based on its how agile it is, okay? Yep. And the person driving it adds to it with their decks. Fine. Sure. So maybe, like a sh- maybe it's very low, right? So, like, <laughs> ships have... Ships have, like, a, a dodge rating of an 8, and uh, the captain gets on it and he adds his dex and intelligence to it. So now that ship dodge rating, so people make attacks against that. And so the base the base dodge amount is what changes. Ooh, trying to just hit the captain of the other ship, focusing on the captain. Yeah, they don't really have to be within range, though. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm assuming all the combat You're has to be within 50. Yeah. Oh, no, no. I'm saying if you want to use, like, a cannon or a magical cannon, like, in Doug's yeah. scenario, yeah. you would... Uh, you would say, okay, this cannon can shoot this far. It does this much damage. You use your decks to try to shoot the mm-hmm. ship and beat the ship's dodge rating. And a cannon doesn't do any damage to a ship. It's does it to all the fleshy people on the on the ship. Maybe. That was the whole point. When it hit the ship, all that oak would explode and kill the people. And then they would just keep doing that until everyone was dead. I, I really don't want to deal with cannons right now, but right, I right, feel right. like the solution for that is pretty simple. So I think we have a pretty elegant solution to creating dodge ratings for ships. Mm-hmm. Right. So whoever's piloting. So yeah. not captaining, piloting. The captain can provide bonuses to things, maybe. Skill checks, right? So yeah. command. So you're, you're playing your character on the ship. You're trying to get close. Things are coming in. But it's about the drama of being on the ship, not the drama of this ship moves here, this ship moves here, this ship moves here. I've played fun star and sea battle games. They're their own things. Yeah. I feel like if we wanted to develop a game that does ship combat well, that's a different game. This game mm-hmm. is about playing so, a character. Yeah, it takes so yeah. much effort. Yeah. The yeah. emphasis is on the story and the character. Okay. Yeah. That's all we got time for today, so we're going to wrap it up here. Thank you, everybody, for listening. If you want to reach out to us, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash rpgfs. You can comment on every post we make, uh, whether you're a patron or not. We'd love to hear from you. You can reach us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rpgfs. You can find us on Twitter at homebrewombres. Or you can find us on Instagram at RPG from Scratch. That's one word. Thank you, everybody. And until next time, stay safe, stand watch, and get a full rest. Caca!
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.